need additional locations to kind of fill in those gaps. So we will have several locations that because people are going back to work and because locations are opening back up, we'll have much more room on our schedule, especially in June and July. So now, Baron, you heard it from Lakeisha, all right? So now, uh, pastors, you know, y'all can continue to come on board. Uh, we're ready to accept. And I, I, I takes the weight because I'm always trying to say, I'm thinking, oh, have we reached our limit? Uh, now I know we haven't. So, yes. There's Byron. no limit. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. It's always a pleasure to have you join us, friend. You know, we've got a lot to talk about in our community and the way we're responding to this pandemic. Today, we want to talk to you about what's happening in the community. My good friend, Pastor James Kirkwood, director of the Memphis Christian Pastors Network. James, it's so good to have you. I know you've been busy, and I've been wanting us to get together and let our friends know what you're up to through your ministry and how the church is engaging during this pandemic. Hey, Baron, I just thank you so much for always reaching out to uh, connect with us. Uh, the Memphis Christian Pastors Network, as you know, we're always trying to uh, forge relationships uh, so that we can better serve our community, uh, so that we can really be a church, a group of churches that's being the light uh, in our city where men and women in our city can find the help and the resources they can uh, or they in need of. And so in doing so, I was introduced to Lakeisha Edwards, who is an awesome uh, woman over at the Mid-South Food Bank through uh, Dr. Joe Carson over at Life Church. Oh, I love Dr. Joe. Yeah, we were trying to, uh, how do we feed our city? How do we feed those who need, who are in need? This is before the COVID-19 incident, uh, before it broke out. We were already working on something, but I think uh, God has a strange sense of humor sometimes. Uh, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic came about, and it really pushed us into the arms of Lakeisha and the Mid-South Food Bank so that the churches could really get on board. And so I'm excited. Even this morning, I'm out at uh, For the Kingdom camp uh, out here in uh, Raleigh, Raleigh Frazier, depending on which side. You can say Frazier, Raleigh, or Raleigh Frazier, depending on who you, which side you live on. But uh, they're doing a mobile food pantry this morning. And uh, it is absolutely awesome. It's a beautiful thing. And so I just appreciate you for, you know, letting us come on and uh, being able to give out this information. Well, thanks, Pastor. We're always looking for opportunities to connect our listeners with what God's up to in the community. And you mentioned this camp. I've been out there. That is one of the best kept secrets in the city. That's a beautiful camp. Not many people know about it. When I went out there, I was pleasantly surprised to see all that was there and how serene and beautiful the landscape is and the lake. And I mean, it's a, it's a great place, but we're trying to meet needs. And as you mentioned, Lakeisha Edwards, she's also joining us today. And we're doing something different. I'm actually recording our show via Zoom because we're trying to practice safe social distancing. So on the interviews we've been doing now for the past, well, couple months now, doing them over the phone, but it's difficult when you want to have multiple guests on. So we decided to to try this Zoom so the quality might not be what you're typically used to, but we feel like the information that we want to share today is so vital and so important that uh, we can't negate the opportunity to have the wonderful Lakeisha Edwards to join us from the Mid-South Food Bank. Lakeisha, welcome to the show. Thank you. You were telling me, to make it clear now, some folks say Memphis Food Bank, but this is Mid-South Food Bank because you guys service over 31 counties, I believe. 
Yes, it is. So Mid-South Food Bank actually covers a 31-county service area. We are under the umbrella of an entity called Feeding America. And Feeding America gives us our service area to give us compliance goals. So we look at each of those counties within that 31-county service area and say, how many people are food insecure and how much would it take for us to distribute enough food to at least meet the needs for 50% of that population. Unfortunately, before COVID-19, we were not even at the 50% mark of meeting that particular challenge. However, since then, we have been able to do so much, especially through this partnership with those churches, to distribute enough to actually be more compliant and to reach many more people. We usually distribute about 1.2 million pounds in a month, and in April, we distributed a little over 4.6 million pounds. Wow. I mean, this is something you weren't even prepared for. This was like a tsunami that hit our community, especially those that depend upon the services. And all of a sudden, you're servicing, what, four, almost five times as many people that have food needs. We are able to service many more people. And it's not just because of the partnerships, but it's also even the location. We recently moved into a new facility in June of last year, and it was just something that fell together just in time. Just as we were preparing to increase our distributions, we started increasing our our projections, and we knew that we were going to do more this year, but we definitely didn't know how quickly it would happen. USDA product has come in. We've received many donations, and we want to say thank you for all of the individuals who have given donations to Mid-South Food Bank because it allows us to actually offer this free of charge. So individuals that are giving us Um, donations and designating it specifically for COVID-19, they are funding the sponsorships that allow us to give that food to the churches to be distributed absolutely free. Some of the locations that you're distributing this food, Pastor Kirkwood just mentioned where he's at in the Raleigh-Fraser community right now. What are some other areas? I mean, you mentioned 31 counties you're servicing. Do you have distribution areas in all of these locations? Yes, and we go as north as Lake County in Tennessee. We go into Crittenden County in Arkansas, and then we go into Coahoma, Panola, Lee County, Tate County, and Mississippi. So our service map, of course, is available on our website at midsouthfoodbank.org, and many of the locations are a variety of different um, opportunities for us to do distributions. We are distributing here locally at the Board of Education, We are distributing at community centers, at churches, senior sites, and also um, our group homes and residential facilities. That is a good work there. Well, Pastor Kirkwood, give us some uh, insight into just the day-to-day. Since this social distancing, the stay-at-home orders, of course, these are starting to be lifted now, but let's just back up a little bit and recap when this thing started locking down everybody and how you started seeing this affect our community and particularly those people in the area where you minister. When it first started, I think it just really took us by surprise. It happened so fast and you even saw the numbers rise. One day we had two and then the next day we had like 60. Uh, Some people that tested positive and the numbers grew. Churches began to really contemplate how do we serve. That was the beautiful thing. The churches began to say, how do we serve our community? How do we serve our congregation? And one of those available resources was the Mid-South Food Bank. And I think so many churches came on board. As the executive director for the Memphis Christian Pastors Network, I've been absolutely pleased 
with how churches opened their doors and really got involved and engaged to partner with the Mid-South Food Bank to serve the community. Byron, I even went to one location. The church wanted to do it. I didn't think initially that it was a good location, but the pastor was like, my church want to do this. And so I was like, okay, let's do it. There were elderly or mothers, you know, urshas from the church with the face mask on. You know, we got to wear our face mask. They had the gloves on. They had the sanitizer. So I go up to this lady and I said, "Uh, ma'am, I'll take over your spot and give you a break. That lady told me, she said, "Uh, Kirkwood, I don't want to break. Pastor Kirkwood, I don't want to break. I'm here to serve my community. The church needs to serve the community during this time. I was blown away. And I began to ask a lot of the different congregations when I would go to these uh, mobile food pantries, I would ask them, how do you feel about this? Unequivocally, everyone said, this is, this is true church work. This is the ministry. We love this outreach. We are touching lives that we've never seen before. We are making a difference. Pastor Kirkwood, we're making a difference. And that was a beautiful thing. And so a lot of churches got involved. Downtown church, uh, monumental. I mean, uh, innovation. You got to go to see Myron's uh, page and, and clip his uh, mobile food pantry uh, video. It's high quality, Byron. You will <laughs> love it. All throughout our community, churches are, are jumping on board. It's strange, you know, though it's a difficult time, it's a good time. We are seeing God just move in this uh, situation whereas we're doing a lot of good and we have been created to do good things. So I appreciate this partnership with Lakeisha has just been absolutely wonderful. Pastor, this is really a time for the church to be bold and not fold. This is time for us to step up. I like something that Pastor Ricky Floyd of the Pursuit of God Church said recently on an interview I had with him was that he was amazed at how people that were serving that had really never served before. They had never really reached out to other people to the degree that this has caused them to do. Right. I think it's great. And Lakeisha, uh, I, I think the church community is an important part of what you do at the Mid-South Food Bank. It is. It's a very important part. And in this day and time, the consistency is what's so impressive to me. We have churches that have actually agreed to do this every week. And that's something that we haven't experienced very much in the past. Usually it's around the holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving. That's when everyone has the heart to serve and they say, okay, you know, we're going to do a little something. We want the kids to have a good Christmas. We want people to gather around Thanksgiving. But to see someone say, we are going to do this until you tell us we can't, that is amazing. It is an amazing feeling to be surrounded by people that are so dedicated to this process that even if they don't have a job, even if they cannot provide for their own families, they are out here risking being, you know, unfortunately infected by COVID-19 because we don't know even when people are not um, exhibiting symptoms, who has it and who doesn't, but they're willing to get out here on the front lines and say, we want to be a very important part of the solution that I'm forever grateful for. And we also want to make sure that the individuals that are involved and engaged know that this is not something that goes away. We have individuals that are still coming to us saying that they are trying to recover from things that happened even before COVID-19. We had the government furlough. We had lots of individuals that were in our lines for the first time. And now they're back in the line because just as soon as they got back on their feet, then COVID-19 hits and it puts them back again. 
So we are just wanting to make sure that everyone knows that we are a consistent resource, that even after COVID-19 calms down, we don't go away. We are consistently serving in our community, and we know that hunger doesn't go away. It doesn't go away when kids get out of school. As a matter of fact, it increases. And some families are excited about being able to give summer vacations or spring break vacations. Other parents are wondering how will they possibly feed a child three meals a day when they were depending on the school system to feed them for breakfast and lunch. Lakeisha, what a good word there, because that has been a void for so many families that, you know, we don't always think about, you know, if I eat three meals a day, am I thinking about my neighbor who's not? We need to be. We need to be concerned about the issue of everybody having food, especially our young population. As you mentioned, they depend daily upon that nutrition from the schools that they attend every day, getting those meals. Great supplement to these parents who are actually working very hard to provide for their families, sometimes get up before their kids are ready to go to school and they have to be at work having the school that can provide those meals. But with the shutdown like it is, those meals aren't being served. It looks like, I guess, school is out for the rest of the year, but the kids are still hungry, right? And they still need not only nutrition, but high nutrition value foods. So in the mobile pantries, we not only bring food, but we make sure that we bring the nutritious food. So we have fresh produce, we have frozen meat, we have bakery, we have dairy products. We try to bring cereal and other things we know that kids eat. So, you know, we don't want them to have all fruits and vegetables. So we may have cereal that may have a higher sugar content than others may would like. But we want to make sure that we have a little something for everyone in the household so that they can use this food, add it to what they already have, and create additional meals. Lakeisha, is the inventory that you have, I'm, I'm assuming that part of that is government subsidies that provide during times this, you might get an allotment of so much food you can add. But do you depend on, like our listeners, people in the community who might want to provide canned and non-perishable food items to your organization? And if so, what are some of the safety measures set up so people can't maybe drop those items off and where could they do that? So talking a little bit about inventory, we have a retail donation program. So we get donations from Walmart, from Costco, from Sam's. But those donations have dipped a little bit because, of course, those organizations are attempting to keep their own shelves stocked. So now we are actually purchasing product, of course, with our donations and sponsorships. We are also using, um, as you stated, government commodities. So we have TEMA, we have FEMA, we have um, USDA product. And that is the reason that we do have to have the basic screening process at each of our mobiles. So the only thing that we require is that they bring a piece of mail, a utility bill, or an ID that shows that they are a Tennessee resident, simply because we do purchase product, and we also distribute government commodities based upon the state that you're being serviced in. So even with all of that, it's never enough. So if individuals want to actually make a donation, they can contact the food bank, and we are allowing individuals to bring small donations into what we call our agency mart. So it is a kind of supermarket for our partner agencies to come in and shop. So we are allowing people to come in and out of that particular area of the food bank, but in regards to the front and the warehouse itself, we are closed off to the public. Right, and I guess probably a financial contribution would even be better for you guys. I mean, you could take that and multiply the dollars probably to buy food like we wouldn't be able to do if we were to go to the local supermarket and purchase the items. 
Definitely. We purchase thing by the, things by the truckload. So because of that purchasing buying power, we're able to provide on average three meals for $1. So if we go and purchase a couple of canned goods, we could have done a full meal for, you know, three people in regards to what we can actually do with money. So we're always asking for donations because also you have to keep in mind that there may be donations that we can't use. So if you bring us something that's expired or past the date of consumption, or if you bring us products that actually get damaged in transit, we won't be able to use them. And if we can't use them, then we have to dump them. And dump is expensive. We have to pay per pound to dump items. So we prefer to have the funding so that we know that we can order exactly what we need in the high nutrition value and bring it into our warehouse where we know we can package it and get it distributed without damage. Did you hear that, Colonel? I mean, they're able to provide three meals a day for a dollar. I bet your wife wished that you could do that. Yes, she would. She, she does. Hey, Baron, you got to go and see. If you haven't seen the Mid-South Food Bank facility, you have to go and see it. It is absolutely beautiful they have out there. You know, it's, it's, it's something to see. Carl, you mentioned about some of the churches that are on board and how they're opening up their doors, and you've been really amazed and, and excited to see their response. Could you use more churches? Could more? Do you need more churches to jump on board? And, and maybe there might be some churches in suburban community who could kind of adopt some of these uh, inner-city churches. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the adoption of uh, inner-city churches would be a, a absolute need, all right? It would be something that would be good to... Uh, bring forth. Uh, I will have to get with Lakeisha to see, uh, do we have any more room? Uh, because there are churches constantly. I think uh, just last week, I emailed her four different new locations. New churches want to get on board. So churches are constantly wanting to get on, on board to it. But I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, Lakeisha, are we getting too many churches on, you know, is it? Never too many, the more the merrier. Keep in mind that everyone will not be able to continue serving into June and July. So even, um, for example, the Croc Center, they're opening on Monday. So that weekly distribution, it's gone. It's gone. So I need additional locations to kind of fill in those gaps. So we will have several locations that because people are going back to work and because locations are opening back up, we'll have much more room on our schedule, especially in June and July. So now, Baron, you heard it from Lakeisha, all right? So now, uh, pastors, you know, y'all can continue to come on board. Uh, we're ready to accept. And I, I, it takes the weight because I'm always trying to say, I'm thinking, oh, have we reached our limit? Uh, now I know we haven't. So, yes. There's Baron. no limit. <laughs> Lakeisha, tell them about those rural locations that you have. This is far-reaching, Baron. It's, it's, it's bigger than Memphis, and I didn't know it. Uh, yeah. But Lakeisha have blessed me with a whole lot of understanding about the feed, the food need in our area. There's definitely a need in our rural areas. And unfortunately, many of our rural areas have what we call food deserts. The closest market or the closest access to any level of nutritious value food is anywhere from five to 10 miles away. And that may not sound very far in a car, but just imagine having a family of three and having to walk to a store packing up those groceries and walking back home. Most of us don't walk five miles in a day. 
I need to walk five miles a day with <laughs> different reasons, you know. <laughs> I need to lose the weight, not to give food, and that's you know that's for a lot of us, and that's it's a good reminder. That's a great way to to position our thoughts and thinking about helping others in this time of need. You know, as you mentioned, four point six million. Did you say tons or pounds? Million. Yeah, but it was it tons or pounds? Pounds. In a pounds of food. The increase that has happened since the the quarantine, the lockdown has happened with numerous people uh, losing their jobs, being laid off, the students at schools being closed down, not able to receive those nutritious meals, and so your workload has increased. So it's a great opportunity for us all to come together as the community to support. And as Colonel mentioned, this is not just. A Memphis thing with Mid-South Food Bank. You're servicing these 31 counties, these areas where you've got these food deserts, food deserts in rural areas. There's food deserts in some parts of our city where there's not a, a local grocer that somebody can, you know, conveniently walk to to get their grocery. Isn't that right, Colonel? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so it's, it's very important. And I'm telling you, when you see the people coming in the line, when you see the elderly, when you see the uh, the middle age, when you see people you know who had good jobs have been furloughed or been laid off uh, and they're there and you see the gratitude on their faces when they say, man, I really thank you. I thank you all. I mean, it just, it lets you know that you're really doing what is right. Uh, so oftentimes you hear a lot of negative talk about uh, people getting in lines, getting food and that kind of thing and people taking advantage of it. But man, when you see the people in these lines and you see the people reaching out and you see the appreciation that they have uh, for those who are giving them food, uh, the churches that are open their doors, it lets you know that we're doing the right thing. This is a good thing and it needs to continue. And even after this pandemic is over with, there will still be food deserts. There will still be a need for the church to open its doors to make sure they can provide food for those in need. And so I'm excited to be in this partnership with the Mid-South Food Bank. I'm excited for what they deliver and what they give because the food is awesome. Byron, it is awesome, the food that they give. It's high quality. I mean, it is special. You look at it, you'd be like, man, this is what I would buy in the grocery store, all right? Uh, they give good meats. Uh, they give, you know, during the Easter season, they was giving out turkeys. And I'm sitting there saying, you know, this is special because people going to have turkey and dressing on Easter. This is absolutely phenomenal. This is special. Well, and so the food is quality. Colonel, you mentioned a moment ago about four new churches had jumped on board to be, I guess, distribution centers and, and be a source of contact for the community. Uh, coming up this weekend or this week, are there places where people can go to participate and get some of these food resources? Yeah. Yes, you can go to the website. I send it out on our website. Uh, I really go to Mid-South Food Bank's website, Mobile Food Pantry, and they put out a list every week. New Direction over in Hickory Hill will be going forward with theirs tomorrow. In Midtown, you're going to have the uh, Presbyterian Church, their union in McLean. Ida Wild. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be giving out. And so it will be all over the city in different locations of the city. So if you're in the north, uh, you can go to that Midtown location. If you're in the south, you can go to that south or southwest. You can go to that location, New Directions location. Uh, so it's all over. But if you can go to the food bank website, click on Food Mobile Pantry. Every week, Lakeisha's, they upload the new locations. Uh, Mount Moriah East, awesome location. Man, they just awesome. They jumped on board and ran. New Direction jumped on board and ran. 
Mount Vernon, Westwood jumped on board. They ran. Pastor so, Melvin uh, Watkins. Hey, uh, the uh, downtown church, awesome location, partnering with Streets Ministry. Pastor Richard Reeves. Richard Reeves ran with it. Yeah. Uh, it's just beautiful. Everybody who's jumping on board, everybody who's participating, it's a real good thing. I mean, there's so many. I, I get I get in trouble because somebody's going to call me after and say, man, you didn't call our name. But let me call Ricky Floyd's name. <laughs> Innovation. No, uh, yeah. Myron Thomas. Man, Mary Thomas jumped on one time. Man, it was so beautiful. I just, I just smiled. And every time I go to these locations and I see the pastors out there with their membership, working, serving the community, I just smile. I yeah. smile because, hey, the church is doing what it needs to do to make a difference. The church is being that light in the community. People can come in because at the end of the day, food is a necessary requirement for us. And uh, when churches can offer that, it is beautiful. And for all those churches that are participating, because some churches send volunteers and some churches uh, provide funding to make it happen. Some churches provided masks for the uh, workers to wear, gloves and sanitizers, sending out to those different churches and different locations on board. So it's just a beautiful thing. Churches working together to get this done. And I wanted to just give a quick shout out to the Memphis Police Department. So amazing at every site. Um, they're blocking off streets when they know the traffic is going to be hectic. They are working with the clients. They're working with the partner agencies. So big shout out to Memphis Police Department because they have been absolutely amazing. Great word, Lakeisha. Wow. This has been a great time together. Thank you so much. Pastor Kirkwood, Lakeisha, thank you so much for what you're doing through Mid-South Food Bank. Now, for our friends, as we wrap up here, what's that website for Mid-South Food Bank? It is midsouthfoodbank.org. No spaces, no dashes. Okay, and if somebody wanted to call you, if they wanted to make a financial contribution to help out uh, Mid-South Food Bank, call you directly, what can they do, Lakeisha? They can call me at 901 901- Four eight five one seven zero zero. They can also check out the website that has the contact information for myself and the rest of our management team. That's great. One more thing, Pastor Kirkwood, if those pastors might be listening that want to jump on board that haven't done so yet, how can they contact you if they want to talk to you and get more information? Pastor James Kirkwood at gmail.com. Just give me an email. Uh, you can call me 901-302-5709 and I'll be happy to assist. Lakeisha, thank you so much for what you're doing at Mid-South Food Bank. Appreciate you joining us today. And my Carl, pleasure. Thank you. And Colonel, it's always a joy to have you on, my friend. Thanks for catching up with me. Thanks for the great work you're doing for the community in Christ's name. God bless you. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.